This episode is brought to you by my friends at Pitney Bowes. I know you know that name. And no matter what you send or how often, Pitney Bowes has your sending solution. You can print postage from your office and take advantage of a special discount, such as saving three cents per letter versus the price of a stamp. Plans start as low as five bucks per month. Visit pb.com forward slash profit first to learn more and sign up for a free trial. That's PB, like, you know, peanut butter, pb.com slash profit first. Terms apply. See site for details. And I hate that. Like, I hate the, like, you know, chewing noise, hearing people chew. I, myself particularly, like, I hate that. But you couldn't resist. Like, they said, we'd like one minute of silence, please, to yeah. recognize. And you're like, I, and you're like, <laughs> 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 I love it. I yeah, love exactly. it. exactly. I love it. No, mine, I think my most inappropriate was, I don't know if it's inappropriate, but I was trying to eat a whole fish on the show yeah, it was gross. while interviewing. Was it Larry Wingett? Yeah. It was Larry Wingett. I think it was. And he's like this super intense guy. Yeah. It's not pretty, Kelly. It's I promise no. you. There was bones flipping around. It yeah. was it stinking up his room. So no. bad. Well, if you don't like fish, it smells bad. Yeah. I love the smell. So Larry Wingett, he's one of those guys who you start answering a question, like, oh, he's gonna go for ten minutes. I can eat. But he ends abruptly in the middle of a sentence. He's like, Yeah, and then we went. <laughs> and then there's like dead air and then the, the two girls here like they're like oh uh, Mike you just handle it and I'm like well no because we were just so grossed out by the like fish coming out of your mouth I actually spit some on <laughs> yeah, you I think yeah, yeah. I launched like a scud missile it was like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. oh my god fish like, juice everywhere yeah, that's nasty okay and then it had that eye just like staring yeah. at you yeah. <laughs> so uh what's his name Roy, uh, Roy oh, yeah. who want, he's oh. like you have to eat the eye I'm like, what? He's like, it's Costa Rican tradition to eat the eye of a fish. No. Yeah, he yeah. made that up so that you would eat it. And I did. <gasps> and it was disgusting. Yeah. I did fall for it, yeah. Well, All right, that, was our, uh, that was our banter in the beginning. So, so now, you know, what do we do now? <laughs> oh, so now I have to kick it yeah, off. Now you gotta kick <laughs> it off. That yeah. yeah, that was basically You're listening to the... <laughs> yeah, yeah, here we go. <laughs> Welcome to the Profit First Podcast. <laughs> oh, there you wow. go. You started this out. <laughs> Episode 187. <laughs> Kelsey. Thanks, Kel. Wow. <laughs> Do you want to say this one too? No. <laughs> oh, you, you, oh, I don't even know what the hell I'm saying. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to the Profit First Podcast. I'm your co-host, Christina Bolda. And I'm the host guy, Mike McCallowitz, joined in the studio by our good friend and obviously the really the facilitator of this entire show, Kelsey Ayers. You're welcome, everybody, and hello. Who loves her potato chips. <laughs> and you, my friends, you're listening to the Profit First Podcast. You know, this is a show where we explore... <laughs> Profit from every single Alan. 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 Oh man! Can I ever get one effing sentence right? Every single oh, that's angle. That's good. We bring in some amazing guests. Oh yeah. Last, you know, last week we talked about, or two weeks ago now, we talked about how you can take any product that you have, physical product, anything you do, and convert it to an online product. Today we're going to talk about the money, money mindset. Like, you, if you don't have the right mindset, you can't achieve anything. No, it's huge. The mind is everything. Yeah, right? that money mindset. Kelly Root is going to be joining us sharing that. I'm excited. Yeah. She's great. All right. Uh, before we do that. Um, you have to know where to find us. Yeah, where do you find us? iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and of course, ProfitFirstPodcast.com. Yep. Anywhere you hear podcasts, you can find us. Uh, what have you two been up to? Everything cool? Everything's great. Good? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> was that a real question? Or? Yeah, not really. You I don't really want to elaborate. Exactly. Actually, it's funny. I was at a dinner, and I totally had this guy ask me that same question. I'm not going to say who it was. He's a very awesome guy. Three times he asked me, so hey, what have you been up to? So I started answering and he kind of drifts away, not paying attention. <laughs> yeah. Like 10 minutes later, he's like, so what have you been up to? <laughs> I'm like, in the last 10 minutes? Or, you know? And then one more time, he's like, so what have you been up to? So, I don't know. So, yeah. yeah. So I really don't care what you've been up to. But I do care. I um, do care about our uh, shout outs. And what you've been up to with your profit. Ooh, what do you nice. mean, our guests or me, myself? No, I mean the <laughs> shout out line. <laughs> oh yeah! You so, up. <laughs> are we ready for that? Like, what's going on with our shout out line? Yeah, we're not ready for. We're that. not. It's gonna take us a little, we, another. I month. mean, we have a shout out that we're gonna read off. So yeah. we're gonna read off our shout outs, mm-hmm. and then that the broadcast yeah. of them. We're almost there. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you missed it a few weeks ago, we discovered we've been getting shout outs. We thought like people weren't shouting out profitability. Ends up we have, I don't know, a dozen. I don't know. Ten? We don't even know. Yeah. yeah. We just found out we have a cash. Of shout outs of people saying, Hey, I've achieved profitability. And then people start calling back and say, Why aren't you broadcasting it? You said you would. And we would until we found out that our intern wasn't telling us about it. 
Put an intern up for a, a, a real job. Look what they do. Um, but here's the deal. We have a shout-out hotline. We want to hear your profit success. Dial 844-876-7221. Now, here's the deal. You have the phone in your hand right now. That's how you're listening to this podcast, right? Am I right? Of course I'm right. So dial this on your phone now, 844-876-7221, which spells out profit first, I think, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. So you can dial 1-844-PROFIT-FIRST. Obviously, you've tested it. No, I haven't. I'm just saying. (laughs) Can you? No, it no. does not. Spell does that not. Out. No. It does not. It spells out like. <laughs> it doesn't sh- even make sense. Shmosh, shmosh, shmosh. Yeah. So dial eight four four shmosh 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 or eight four four eight seven six seven two two one. Record your message on how you've achieved profitability and and shout it out. I mean, be proud of your profitability. Plug your company too, and we'll promote it on air. Okay. Did I get everything? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Good. And now we do have a shout out that we wrote down, right? Yes. What is it? Oh, we're doing that now. Okay. Um, this don't. comes from Ken. Adair. I don't know. I'm all over the place. Ken Adair from Salmon's Trucking, your favorite. Oh Mike. yeah, long haul trucking. <laughs> he said that he found us on Audible three. Or sorry, you. He found your book on mm. audio three years ago. Um, he has all your books on audio and hard copy. Uh, he went from broke, self-employed truck driver to having a bit of uh, cash now. Recently, he had a stent in one of uh, his main arteries. Oof. Oof. Um, he was off to. Oh my God! I Off of work for two that. weeks. Thank you. Off of work two weeks. Using profit first, he has money for everything he needed. Thanks to you, he's looking forward to your next book, by the way. And he loves us and our podcast. Oh, Ken, Thank you Ken. are a rock star. Thank you for doing the hard work you do, Ken. We appreciate you, and congratulations on your success. And wishing you health. Yeah. My uh, uncle just had a stent inserted. Mm. He's a German, any uh, meaning in Germany, and. Oh. Uh, the, their process is different. You know, in the mm. U.S., you get stent in, and it's like an outpatient thing. They're like, get out yeah. the door now. Go, live your life. In <laughs> Germany, they're like, they put a stent in, and they're like, now it shall be two weeks of exercise and rehabilitation. He went to a rehabilitation center. In another, oh. He lives in Hamburg. They moved him to another city, like Frankfurt or something, and then had him go through these rehabilitative processes. Oh, so much more advanced. Yeah, it's yeah, it's just a different system because, yeah. you know, it's a different, you know, albeit better system. <laughs> Um, okay. Um, and the last thing I want to do is I want to thank our sponsors, make the show a reality, yeah. Fundbox, Nextiva, Receipt Bank. We'll give them a shout out in uh, a little bit so you can learn more about them. But first, let's talk about Kelly Ruta. Kelly. Kelly is a seasoned therapist turned mindset mastery and high performance mentor for female entrepreneurs. Her style of coaching and speaking has been described as Gary V, that's Gary Vaynerchuk, meets Brene Brown, that's Brene B. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, with an, <laughs> this makes no sense, but ass kicking with a heart. Kelly's 20 plus year career has spent uh, helping women rise above serious challenges and take back their business and lives. Kelsey, I want you to tell me one thing that no one would ever know about, um, about Kelly Ruta. She was a psychotherapist and a counselor for two decades. Ah, Isn't that boom. wild? Yeah. Boom. Kelly, welcome to our <laughs> show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Okay. We're excited that you're here, Tom. So let's get right into the money mindset. What the hell does that mean to have a money mindset? Uh, Best question ever because people ask me that all the time. What the hell is mindset and why do I need to bother doing it or paying attention to it? And I try to make things, listen, I'm not going to lie. Stupid simple. I'm a big fan of stupid Bazinga. simple. So here's the- yeah, you're gonna get you're gonna. Oh yeah, we just do have to throw you off. We're, yeah, so that's gonna happen a lot. Just be prepared. Oh my god, We're messing with it. your mindset. Yeah, yeah, here we go. This is so good. Can we just hang out and do oh, that? Sure, here we go. All sound effects. How about this one? Yeah. Make it real scary. Nice. Okay, I'm sorry. Oh, I could tell some psychotherapy stories that would be fun. Oh, yes. Yeah, at the end, we'll do that. I digress. digress. (laughs) Don't forget. We don't ever do that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so money mindset. Really, really easy. What you think and what you believe, so how you consciously think and what you subconsciously believe determines literally everything in your experience. And that includes your experience with money. And I'm seeing constantly over and over and over people who have these really strong, deep desires to serve a lot of people with their business and make a lot of money. And they're incredibly smart, really gifted people. And yet their mind, the way they think of what they believe, the thing that stands in between them. And it's, it's got to stop. It's got to stop. It makes me absolutely crazy seeing so many gifted people in the world, not be able to make the money they want when they're out busting their butts and doing the work. 
So, you know, but this mindset thing can go a little too far. I was just reading, uh, I guess it was last episode, Cal's that thing from Esther Hicks. Yeah. And listen, I believe actually in the law of attraction, but it was like, you know, put your wish out there and be patient, sit back, it will come to you one day when it's ready. Yeah. And like, I kind of get it, but I kind of like, you know, that sounds like, that sounds so artificial. That sounds like mindset. It totally does. Yeah. No, I do feel it totally like there's does. A, a marriage and, and, between action and mindset. Yeah. Is there a marriage? Yeah. Is it platonic? Mm-hmm. There's a huge marriage. There's occasionally a divorce, and that's the problem. But there's a there's a huge marriage. And the problem with taking these sort of like like sound bits or clips from from other people is that they're taken out of context, right? So we don't get the whole story. That's why a lot of people think mindset work is fluff or law of attraction is fluff. Listen, I don't I don't do fluff. I don't have time for fluff. All I'm interested in is transformation. So you have to be able to marry what you think and what you believe and how you feel with what you do day in and day out. And I have to tell you, that's why, I mean, you already know this. I pimp your book like it's my job. <laughs> I do. I so profit love first, completely. Ge- Look, I'm not blowing smoke here. You know, I love you. I'm a, I'm a fangirl. But <laughs> the music playing. I know. I know. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> we'll talk love okay, later, okay. my friend. Okay. So, so the truth is, you know, your book, Profit First, super, super powerful, super actionable. But if somebody has a lot of thoughts or a lot of beliefs about money or about their ability to work with numbers or about their deservedness to make money or create wealth that stand in their way, it's not going to matter how great your book is because they're not going to be able to apply it consistently. And that's the key, the consistent application. You know, I saw Dave Ramsey. Do you know who he is? I'm sure you do. Okay. Sure. So I went to Entree Leadership. They had this event and he was up on stage and uh, someone said, your book has changed my life to him. And he gave the best response. He's like, my book hasn't changed your life. You've changed your life. You just applied stuff that I've learned, but you actually took action. He goes, the shame is most people won't have their lives changed, and they'll also blame it on the book. Right. Because it's it's action. That's right. How do you... So what I'm hearing from you is is mindset is actually an activator to do something. Am I hearing it right? That's exactly it. That is exactly it. It is the thing that connects what you truly deeply desire deep down with what you do in order to bring it to you. That That's it. And But without it, I mean, I see too many people skipping over this, right? Because they don't, the word mindset, not my favorite word, right? Not going to lie. It's, it's my expertise, but I don't even like the word because it doesn't land for mm-hmm. people. They don't understand what, what does that mean? Why does it matter? And just show me how to make the money, yeah. right? So <clears throat> if you don't have the belief around, money that supports you taking the action towards it, it's nothing's going to work. You'll self-sabotage. You'll be inconsistent. You'll, you know, kind of throw stuff against the wall and hope it sticks. None of that's really great for you or your business. All right. So let's start changing the mindset right now. What are the steps we need to take? Okay. So the first thing you have to do is you have to be crystal, crystal clear about what you deeply desire. And I say it that way on purpose because I hear too many people talking about what they quote unquote want. Mm -hmm. And look, there's nothing wrong with wanting. I like nice things just like everybody else, but that's not what's really going to drive behavior change, right? I spent 20 years immersed in psychology. And one thing I know for sure is that people, we make decisions, we do things based on what we believe the having of it is going to make us feel. Mm. That's it, period. And so, you know, if, if you want the Lamborghini, it's not because of the car itself. It's because of what you think it's going to create inside of you, the experience, so you got to be really, really clear about what it is you desire, especially when it comes to money or business, you know, what you do with your life. Once you're clear about that, then the next step is to figure out what your blocks are, what stands in between you and the having of what you desire. And a lot of people will try to argue, oh, it's because I don't know enough or, you know, I don't, I haven't spent enough years in the field or, I, you know, there's 8 billion excuses, none of which is true. None of them are true. It's what you believe about it that matters. And some of those beliefs are around money. And I've heard women especially come up with some things about money that are just, <laughs> holy cow, they're really, really going to undermine uh, your your steps, your business, your progress, your ability to create profit. Um, things, yeah, absolutely. Things like I suck at numbers. Things mm-hmm. like... Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Things like money scares me 
or I, I don't know what I'm doing when it comes to budgeting or investing or anything else. It's scary for me. I don't know how to do it. It's too hard. It's too time consuming. I'm going to mess it up. I mean, really, Mike, how long's the podcast? I could go on for two hours with this stuff. We do need a stretcher, so just give me your stuff. <laughs> we need filler. We need filler. Yeah, so the, the, the funny stuff is um, these are the exact same things I hear from actually my own wife. Mm. Uh, she's I would argue she's actually more intelligent than I am. Um, but she says she sucks at numbers. She's yep. afraid of money. Yep. Um, and it actually manifests in anger and disappointment. Yeah. Yes. Like, uh, as yes. opposed to the desire to resolve that. D- is that true just for her or for everyone? It's across the board. And I can say that not just kind of from a, a professional view, but as a reformed thinker, because that's exactly what I used to think about money. It's, I don't want to deal with it. It's too hard. I'm scared I'm going right. to mess it up. And I'm, you know, for the women I work with day in and day out, the, these are in, incredibly intelligent women. This has nothing to do with actual aptitude or intellect or any of that. This is a subconscious belief system that got wired in very, very early in life. And we just never learned how to rewire it, how to reprogram it. How do you break that cycle if they're if that's what they've been telling themselves their whole life? You're not gonna believe how simple this is, and that's like a rule. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, there's, a, there's a rule of thumb for me because I know that the one of the greatest enemies to you creating and receiving what you desire is overwhelm, and too many people get caught up in overwhelm. So I try to make this stuff again stupid simple. So <clears throat> very briefly, you just have to understand how a little bit about how your mind works. So you have a conscious mind, which is all the self awareness, you know, all of the thoughts you're aware of, um, you know, your your impulses, your insights, your creativity, all that stuff that occurs in your conscious mind. Your subconscious mind is generally something you're not going to be terribly aware of. But here's the kicker. As aware as you are of your conscious thinking, it's only responsible for about 5% of of what you do, what you create, what you decide every day. The subconscious mind, 95% of the time driving the the bus, the boat, the ship, whatever. So you've got to get in Hmm. and reprogram the subconscious mind. And it's way easier than you would think. It sounds like you need to go get a PhD, but you don't. You don't. You can do the very basics on your own and, and I recommend a a 30 day plan and it's easy, 20 minutes or less a day. If you can't give this 20 minutes, then I I don't know. Like really, I can't help you. Can't help you. Yeah. Do you you really Yeah, exactly. So So super simple. Uh, Number one, you, like I said, decide what you desire. Number two, you want to write out what you currently believe about whether or not that's possible, whether or not you deserve it, whether it's even real. So let's take something super simple, like a statement about um, making your first six figures in business, right? You really desire to make that first six figures in business and be profitable because we don't want to leave that out. But part of you believes it's too hard. It's not possible. You don't have enough time. You don't have enough skill, enough expertise, whatever the excuse is. Okay. You become very aware of what that belief is. Now I want you to sit down and completely rewrite that belief in what I call a power statement. And I call them that because affirmations feel fluffy to me. I feel like people think you can just walk around saying, I'm a millionaire. I'm a millionaire. I'm a millionaire all day long. No, 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 not going to work. Not going to work. And the reason why is You're only saying that in your conscious mind. It's not going to get into your subconscious mind unless you write it and say it like a power statement. Now, here's what a power statement is. It is an affirmative statement. So it's like writing an affirmation, but here are the two pieces that are non-negotiable. Your statement has to, number one, evoke really powerful, positive emotion for you. So when you say it or you read it or you write it, you get fired up about it. You feel optimistic. You feel passionate. You feel excited. You feel hopeful. So when you write it and you say it, it's got to muster that up in you. And then the second piece is it's got to also evoke a crystal clear image in your mind. So when you go to write the statement, you want to sit with that for a little bit and create a really cool image in your head. Play the whole scene out. What's it like when you get to December 31st and you're running your numbers and you you realize, holy crap, 
I passed six figures. This is amazing. And look at my profit account. And what are you saying? What are you feeling? What are you wearing? Where are you? Details. Now, again, I want to give you a reason why you have to do it this way. And here's why. Your subconscious mind will communicate in language. It understands your main, you know, whether it's English or Spanish, French, whatever. It understands that. And you can communicate with your conscious mind that way. The subconscious mind doesn't understand that. And it doesn't communicate via language. It communicates via emotion and image. So if you're looking to rewire a subconscious belief that you have about money or success or power or any of it, you have got to communicate that to the subconscious mind with imagery and emotion. Is that making sense? Okay. Okay, cool. So here's what you do with that. And I'm going to recommend to you, like I do to everybody, that you only look to reprogram one or two main limit, and I call everybody pretty much calls them limiting beliefs at a time to keep yourself out of overwhelm. So you write down the two, your two new power statements. I always tell people, write them on like a cool neon index card and put it at the side of your bed, you know, on your, on your nightstand. Every morning you're going to get up, you're going to read them, you're going to say them, you're going to pull up the emotion, you're going to pull up the image, and then you're going to let it go. Throughout the day, your only job with any of this is to do two things. Number one, be in a sort of a being or a mode of anticipating that it's coming to you and expect that you are going to see evidence of it. And then call in your focus. Focus and attention are two of the most powerful, gifted mind tools that everybody has access to. So what you put your focus and attention on, your experience of it will automatically expand. And you guys already know this. When we focus on things that stress us out or worry us, we feel like it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Well, it's also true for the positive things and the things we're looking to expand. So you just kind of go about your day and you stay, you know, maybe bring this into mind a couple of times. I like to use post-it notes once in a while. I'll drop them in my wallet or, you know, put them somewhere that I know I'm going to see during the day. And then at the end of the day, you grab your notebook, your journal, your laptop, whatever. I always recommend, by the way, um, that people handwrite because there's research that backs up that it works far, things work far better in terms of your brain and neural pathways when you actually handwrite rather than type. Um, But at the end of the day, you're going to sit down and I want you to log three pieces of evidence every single night for 30 days that show up in your experience that support that not only what you are asking for, asking to change or looking to rewire is possible, but that it's actually happening and is going to be your new normal. Now, here's the thing. When I did this, when I first started doing this, I started kind of fleshing this out. For the first three or four days, I would get to the end of the day and I would be cursing and I would go, oh crap, nothing. I got nothing. I got nothing. And so what'd you say? Squat Ola. Squat. Total squat. Squat and- Ola. I just I'll- <laughs> yeah. I want our listeners to understand what you're talking about. And my ego was like, see, <laughs> this doesn't work. This is too easy. This can't possibly create long-lasting yeah. change. Why? Because we've all been hardwired to believe that anything that's worthwhile has to result from struggle. Total BS. Total BS, by the way. So I had to choose to tap back into what I deeply desired and to say, you know what, I'm not, I refuse to give up on this. And by day five, stuff started flooding in. And I have every one of my clients, whether it's a private one-on-one client or a, a group coaching client, I have everybody do this for their first 30 days. And without fail, they start to, prior to 30 days, notice that their resistance is totally gone. The evidence is showing up and everything is starting to shift. It's incredibly powerful. And I challenge all of your listeners to give it a go for 30 days. So if I outline, I want a million dollars and it's a true desire and have reasons behind it. I don't think you're saying within 30 days, a million dollars is going to appear in my hands, but evidence or a pathway is going to appear. Yeah. So your resistance, in other words, think about the things you've been resistant to in the past. And resistance shows up when you truly want something, but you don't believe you can have it or it's possible. And Mm. you feel that internal feeling of like, damn it, I really want this thing, but this feels so hard. This feels impossible. It feels like a pipe dream. That's resistance. That's all that is. 
After 30 days of practicing this, what happens is your brain begins to develop brand new neural pathways. Now, neural pathways are just kind of the highways for your brain cells to communicate on. That's just the simplest way to to describe it. And you want your brain on board with everything you're doing in business. But right now, your brain is wired to make your current limiting beliefs easy to believe. Why? Because you've thought it over and over and over and over for however many years. It's a well-worn, grooved pathway. So in about 30 days, your brain's going to start to create new connections and new pathways and your resistance to believing that things are possible and are actually already beginning to happen for you, that resistance is going to dissipate. When your resistance dissipates, you get way more excited. You get way more inspired and motivated and it's much easier to take consistent action towards what you desire. Now, maybe I take the pathway or groove too literal, that analogy, that what I'm seeing is in our brain, you know, I, I've been believing a certain thing, you know, I'll never, I'll never be rich, right. or whatever the thing is. Right. I've been saying for 40 years, right. now, even though I'm only 39. It's <laughs> amazing. Everyone, I'm 39. I'm not. Well, you not thought it in conception. Conception, right, right. Yeah, yeah. In my mother's well. womb, I'm like, I'll never be rich. <laughs> um, then, uh, it's so grooved in my mind yep. In 30 days, it sounds like, yeah, maybe there's a new pathway being formed, but it's very easy to fall back in that divot Extreme. of my old thinking. Just one thing can throw me off and I'm back yeah. to the way yeah. I used to yeah. And this is where conscious the conscious mind comes in and being disciplined about your thinking yeah. really, really matters. This is where you can tap into the power of your, really what you allow to, to party in your brain all day. So you've got to be very self-aware and you've got to also just use some really simple techniques like thought stopping. So in other words, you recognize recognize that a thought that is not supporting where you're going shows up and you stop and you pivot towards something else. That's why everything you do with mindset has to begin from a foundation of clarity. It's around what you desire to be, do, and have. And once you're super clear on that and you're committed, you can always come back around. And when things get hard, you spend some time doing whatever it is you do, journaling, meditating, thinking, daydreaming, having conversations about whatever the things you have committed to being, doing, and having. That's what gets you through the hard part. So Kelly, like I, I decided three months ago to stop drinking. Not, and it, it actually wasn't like, uh, I don't have a drinking problem. Yeah. I mean, I slobber. I slobber when I drink. <laughs> but, I, I, but I just decided, yeah, I can take it or leave it. I'm just going to leave it. And yeah. I said, you know, I'm going to leave it for three months. I'm actually thinking now, I don't miss it at all. Yeah, I, I, may, yeah. I may not drink again for a long time. I, I don't yeah. know. Um, but here's what's interesting. The resistance I get from the outside world. So I was in Mexico and oh, like, oh, yes. you, you don't drink, Michael? I thought we we're gonna go for tequila shots. I'm like, no, I'm I'm in. We're going, but I'm I'm just gonna yeah, you know. You be, guys do it, I'll hang. Yeah, yeah. I have seltzer water. People look at you like you're weird, right? Yeah, I yeah. Get that all what's the time. seltzer? I'm like, it's it's <laughs> agua con mineral. <laughs> so oh, um, but I, there's a lot of resistance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. Same thing I think with money. If I say you know I'm gonna have this money mindset, they're like, that's not who you are. You know your upbringing. How do you get past the resistance of the external world? Yeah. So here's how I want you to start to look at it. Remember when you were in like middle school or high school and you were in a clique or a group or whatever you want to call it. And one of the kids in that group said, you know what? I'm kind of not down with this anymore. And they start to step away or they start to change their behavior. And then the whole group pounces on them, right? Like, no, 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 no. get back in here. You're a loser or you're not cool. Or we're just, you know, we're just going to not talk to you anymore. You know, the pressure starts, right? Here's why it's the same thing that happens in adulthood, by the way. I mean, how many times have you been surrounded by adults and you feel like you're in middle school? So it's for the yeah. well. When people are around me, they think they're always middle school. <laughs> the way I behave. That's, yeah, great. Yeah. That's a good point. Touche, touche. He is a moron. He is a moron. I love that. Okay. So um, yes, I understand what you're saying. So it's for the same exact reason, and and here's why: because when one person sort of breaks the group code, what happens is it automatically 
forces everybody else to have to stop and take a look at what they're doing and how they're doing it. And that triggers the hell out of people. It makes the average person very, very uncomfortable when you say this, no, I'm no longer going along with this. This doesn't serve me well. Like, do you, I'll respect whatever you want to do, but this is no longer kind of good enough for me. That's what it comes down to. And it triggers the hell out of people. And so that's interesting. Oh yeah. And so it requires you to have, to really be working on your confidence and confidence. I mean, it kind of sounds like a cliche. You've heard this before. Total inside job, total inside job. So just in the past, I'll give you an example. Several years ago when I decided to leave my psychotherapy career, I'd been at 20 years, advanced degrees, certifications, school loans at the wazoo. And I was like, yep, I'm done. I'm done. I'm be I really feel called to go do this other thing. I feel passionate about it, lights me up, makes me want to get out of bed every day, and people thought I had lost my damn mind. They re- and my husband who is like my greatest supporter ever, um just kind of gave me the crooked look a little bit. You know what I mean? Like are you sure you're not losing your mind? You're just going to walk away from a full psychotherapy practice? But I had done so much yeah. work to get clear inside myself about what I really really desired and part of it was having a much bigger impact on people. Um, that I was literally, no matter what people said to me, I was like, well, thanks for your thoughts, but yeah, that's really got absolutely nothing to do with me. And here's why understand this very, very clearly what people say to you about you and the way they treat you is a projection of them. That is it. That's all you ever have to know. That's all you ever have to know. And for most people, Mm. it is totally unconscious. They are not aware at all that that's what they're doing. But your boundaries have to be so strong that you don't take that stuff in. But here's a guy. You devoted your life to him, him to you, your husband. And he says, Kelly, what the are you doing? Like, this is this is amazing. You know, this is your career. You've changed lives. You're abandoning this. Is that really a reflection of him or is he actually trying to do what's in your best interest? So, so consciously, you know, what he's thinking is I, he wants to protect our family. He wants to protect me. Of course, of course, it comes from a good place, but underneath that, what he's projecting is his own fears because they were not my fears. I was not afraid. I mean, I have my days. Don't, don't get me wrong. I have my days where I'm shaking in my boots about stuff, especially when I'm stretching outside my comfort zone. I get really frightened like anybody would, but it, that was not about me. That was about his fear. And when we were able to have a conversation where I said to him, tell me what you're afraid of. And he talked all the way through it. What he got to at the end was, you know what I know about you? Whenever you make up your mind about something, it happens, period. So actually I got nothing to worry about. So let's talk about those days. We actually yeah. have a recording of your mind. Um, I don't know if you we have this technology here. <laughs> really? So here's one, you had one of those days. Advanced. It's amazing, right? Yeah. The question you had to your mind, you said, should I continue to, to do this path or should I go back to right. psychotherapy? Should I continue this new path I'm on? And here's your mind's response. Oh, hey. Oh, no. <laughs> right? Like, it's pretty amazing. It was pretty Oh, my accurate. God. It sounds exactly like me, except with I know, I know. I know. It's shocking. Voice. You wouldn't believe how much money we put into that. Wow. Um, so, yeah, I know. So, the question is this. We all have those days. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm, I'm done. It's not working. Yeah. How do you get past that day? That's the key. Yep. How do you get past That's that? That's the key. That? So, so psychology 101, you've got to understand the what your ego is because everybody thinks ego is like, because it's kind of like a pop culture-y word that's referred to as, you know, arrogance or conceit or whatever. That That's yes. not your ego, okay? Be very clear. Your ego is that voice inside of you that is that criticizes you, that treats you like a child, that sh- tries to shut you down, that tries to sk- scare the crap out of you, all of that. That's the voice of your ego. That's not the voice of who you really, really are. And this is something I learned in my 20s. And the way I, I mean, I was studying psychology at the time, but but I also was in the throes of a, a really serious eating disorder for about seven years. And when I decided to get better, that voice was like, oh, hell no, no, we are going, we are going to <laughs> continue voice, not right? to eat. And we're going to continue lying about eating and we're going to continue to binge and do all this crazy stuff. Right. Once I realized, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, that is not actually me speaking. 
that's not me at all because the the true wise me wants to be well and healthy and active and productive and confident and all these other things. Once I realized that I didn't have to listen to that voice anymore, then it was like game on, game on. That means I am in charge and I make all the decisions. So the best thing for you to understand when this voice, you know, some people call it like the, their inner critic pops up is that your ego's got one job. Its job is to maintain the status quo, even when the status quo sucks. So if you're in, in yeah, so if you're in struggle and you're in hustle mode and you're burned out and the way you're managing money or running your business or your relationships aren't really working, the ego doesn't care that you're not experiencing that very nicely. The ego just goes, here's the deal. The devil you know is better than the devil you don't. And so I'm going to do everything I can to keep you right where you are. And that is just the part of us that's trying to be really self-protective. And for a lot of us who have experienced some crazy stuff in life, especially in childhood, you have your ego to thank for getting out of that. Your ego is the thing that got you through that. But what you take from those crazy experiences and bring into adulthood, it no longer works for you. So when you're having these tough days and that voice in your head is really like yammering at you, you have got to go maybe deeper is the better word and connect back to what you deeply desire because your deepest desires come from, and I don't care what you, what, what word you use, spirit, source, universe, God, divine, don't care, use whatever word you want. That's where your deepest desires come from, not from the ego. The ego will look to shut you down because in order to get to your greatest desires, you've got to stretch outside your comfort zone and it does not want that. Mm. You know, I guess it's kind of related to the, in the news right now. It's unbelievable how many um, sexual harassment, sexual deviants yeah. are being yep. nailed against the wall. Yep. And yep. it's it's awesome. It is shocking to a guy like me. I, I'm so ignorant. I'm actually ashamed and embarrassed. I'm not aware of how prolific these problems are. I'm also yeah, my husband said the same thing. Okay. And well, I, I think it's it's the, for guys. a different viewpoint. It is. And that and that was one thing that I didn't realize how shocked men were because right. it's like to me it was kind of like of course like you know I was all well, like I mean I feel like it's a huge part of the way we navigate and you know kind of that's right mobilize in our world so every yeah. woman I've talked to said duh uh wake up Mike yeah, yeah. and every guy yeah. I've talked to is like really this is happening so there's got to be a hard wiring for men like me to be so ignorant and for women to say it's so obvious but not speaking up w- I'm just curious, Kelly, why are women speaking up now? What, what's causing this extraordinary change? And yeah. th- th- you know, this is kind of the system you're talking about, but on a major scale. Will yeah. it really change? Will this really change? Yeah, there's no question. It's already changing. It's already changing. And it's just part of it is just because people like you are willing to have these conversations and to say, holy crap, I didn't even, I, I knew it was a problem, but I really didn't know Do you know what I mean? Like I was talking with my husband about it the other night and I don't know that I've ever told him, you know, some of the things that have happened to me in terms of sexual harassment since I was 13 years old. It's so commonplace. It doesn't feel like. Yes. And he was looking at me like his head was going to spin off. I mean, I showed him last night some of the Facebook message, like private messages I get from men. It's unbelievable. unbelievable. And he was Lord. And I'm like, no, 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 this is all week long. This is constant. Yeah, it's constant. It's nor- yeah. it's normal, right? unfortunately. Yeah. 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 But it is absolutely changing. And I see it as a function of two things. Number one, um, you know, and this is a whole other conversation, but really collectively, the what a lot of people refer to as kind of like the divine feminine is rising. And all that means is that, that the masculine has really, really at the patriarchy, so to speak, has really driven things for a very, very long time. Right. And systems were set up where women had, had to operate from a place of fear as a result and what's happening is that women are, we're talking more, we're connecting more, we're seeing each other more, and we're also connecting with more men like you who are saying, look, I don't completely get it, but what I know for sure is this is not okay. And we're having more conversations. And so the fear is having to take a back seat. And look, fear is going to come for the ride with everything. The thing that differentiates 
people who are successful in what they seek to do and people who struggle is the kind of power you give to your fear. And so I think about what happened, just happened with Matt Lauer. You know, I'm sure you guys read about that, um, you know, online. With I, him made, getting... I made an amazing joke about it. It's oh, really man. funny, guys. Yeah. Uh, so this is, so. Let's hear <laughs> it. Get ready to laugh your ass off. Get ready. It's get only slightly inappropriate. So this is when Matt Lauer, it came out that he had a lock under his desk. Yep. Within a second, I came up with a, a knock-knock joke. <laughs> but it goes, lock, lock. Who's there? Matt Lauer. Oh, <laughs> Which, that is brilliant. Brilliant. It's brilliant. He said, knock, knock. I can't lineup. contain it. Yeah, I know. You guys are such a-holes. <laughs> so, yes, we know the Matt Lauer thing, and I came out of the joke. And it, listen, on Twitter, it got three retweets. <laughs> no, no one likes it. It was your mom, your no, sister. No, no, it was all guys. And one person, and the only, the only um, comment just said, too soon. Yeah, and my, my answer to that is, <laughs> it's, too, yeah. it's like way overdue, too late, not soon enough. You know what I mean? But, but here's the thing, yeah. Here's yeah, the thing yeah, yeah. right? Touché, there touché. was one so woman who came forward that busted this thing wide open. And, you know, everybody's talking about how Matt Lauer must feel and his family and his co-hosts. And I'm like, holy cow, think about the weekend this woman had before she came in Monday with her attorney, you know, and, and what yeah. she had to do to navigate her fear to put it in place just long enough to show up with her attorney. That is is a badass that is somebody who yeah. has got her who is mentally really well, you, really tough yeah, kudos to her. you know but i guarantee you she had moments of wanting to like curl up in the fetal position and watch netflix for a year you know the terror i couldn't imagine you, you walk into matt lauer's office and all of a sudden you hear and the door locks yeah yeah i mean that's that's like assault i mean that's terrifying yes it is and and that's why it's so powerful because when you can instill terror and fear (sighs) in somebody else you are automatically in control especially i think too like a beloved persona somebody who you know Mm. people adore him and he's likable there's something very affable and warm about him so you know it's easy when somebody's an you know an asshole Yeah, people right. can see it. Yeah, people Harvey Weinstein is like yeah. deserve it, Ex- dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Matt Lauer's, it, it, right. it doesn't compute. I put There's up a, a quote. F- oh no, go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say I put up a post the other day about this on Facebook, saying to people like, "Can we please stop being surprised that nice men sexually harass women?" Exactly. Like you, yeah. d- right. there are lots of people you know that you would absolutely say, "Oh, he's such a nice guy, he's such a good guy, I really like him," and he has sexually harassed harass somebody. So we've got to stop being so surprised. You know what I mean? That it's not like yeah. the, the dirty, gross guy walking around goosing everything. Everybody. It's like it's not like that. It's a much more insidious problem. Yeah. No, I've, that reminds me of a quote from um, the show. One of my favorite shows is for Into the Woods and it's Prince Charming and he he cheats on Cinderella. And uh, when she approaches him about it, he says, I was raised to be charming, not to be trustworthy or something yeah. like mm. that. And I feel like that's the it's quote in- unquote normalcy. Yeah, yep. very indicative. Yeah. And recognizing yeah. that they are personas, right. especially anybody in the public eye to a degree, they've created a persona. Right, right. It, it's not at all indicative of who they are as a person. Yeah. So we were talking about the money mindset. Let's talk about their mindset. Can a guy like Matt Lauer really resolve this and and get get on the straight and narrow? Mm. He can. The only people I've seen not able to make significant change with this are people with personality disorders. Mm-hmm. So uh, somebody who's got a narcissistic personality disorder or um, antisocial or borderline, even borderlines once in a while can, can change with the right kind of therapy. But those are the only people I have seen who will, will not be able to change this behavior. Everybody else can absolutely change this behavior. Will Will it be easy or fast? Nope, absolutely not. Absolutely not. But that doesn't mean it's not worth it, right? And that's, I mean, that's what we have to say all the time, even about money or business or are the things that we're doing in life. Not always easy, not always fast, but if it's what you really desire, then it's worth it. Yeah. I got two more quick things for you before we gotta go. Yeah, first yeah. is first is what our listeners right now, they want to get in the money mindset, they desire it. Yeah. What's the first thing they can do to start moving on a positive path toward cash? 
Okay. So the first thing is just kind of going back to what I said before is begin to get clear on what you desire and then do what I, the, the 30 day, um, you know, steps that I, that I told you to do and do it relentlessly. No, I got busy or I'm tired and I forgot, or the kids were, you know, bothering me. None of that. None of that. You have to decide that this is absolutely a priority. And the way you decide it is you sit down and you get clear with yourself. What is at risk for me if this doesn't change? And it's the same thing like with, with profit first, right? When you go to implement the system, you've got to be really, really clear. If I don't put this into place and take consistent action on, on the steps, what's at risk for me? And I got real clear about that when I was reading your book and then began to, I mean, it's my profit first days are scheduled on my calendar. My team knows not to call me during that time. It's, it is all in place because I was no longer available for what was happening because I wasn't doing it. And you have to decide the same thing. What's at risk for you and what are you no longer available for? You know, what's gotcha. leaking your money, your energy, your joy, all, all of that stuff. And then so do the 30 day yeah. challenge and be relentless. Yeah, I'm absolutely. Sorry, what else? And then the tangible piece with money, because obviously you want to pair your mindset with taking really congruent, consistent action is implement profit first without questions. Change my entire business. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost embarrassed. I cut you off earlier. No, no, no. It really, it has changed my entire business. I say this to my clients. I say this in my Facebook group. I say this every everywhere. Implementing what you taught has changed my entire business. I now, you know, it's not, I don't run a business to serve people and pay my bills anymore. That's what I was doing, you know, cause I was always about service first. And then I'm like, yeah, this kind of isn't cutting it. You know what I mean? Like I, <laughs> you got the hallelujah. All right. Well, here, oh, so that's wonderful. Now I got one more question for yeah, you. Yeah. And, uh, you have to answer in 30 seconds. You did promise a juicy psychotherapy story, and you have my permission to use names. Oh, well, uh, well, thanks, but I'd really yeah. like to sidestep a lawsuit because that was not my private plan. <laughs> Paying for an attorney. Can you give like a, ju- like a 30-second juicy story or no? Um, yeah, hold on. No Let names. me think of, ooh. Well, I mean, oh, gosh. Okay, so I have had murders confessed to me. I've had, <gasps> oh, yeah. Oh, oh, for sure. For sure. And I will say, and this isn't funny, but this is the, this is like a reality check. The things that people have shared with me about childhood abuse, Stephen King couldn't come up with. Mm. Truly, he he could, he Mm. could not there. I couldn't, if, you know, if I was getting paid to write a horror movie, couldn't come up with the stuff that I have been told. And quite often it was by people who were in their thirties, forties, and fifties. And I was the first person they told. So we, so like the whole point is we carry so much stuff around with us for so long. Some of it is just kind of run of the mill dysfunction, you know, when you've had a, a great family, but you know, we all come from some dysfunction and some of it is like traumatic, horrendous stuff. So we've got to understand that doing this work on getting our mind straight with what we desire, it's imperative. It's not negotiable work because honestly, if you don't, how can you run a business that changes the world? And that's what I'm in it for. I'm in it to change people's lives. I want nothing short of transformation when, when people come to work with me. So my little segment on juicy psychotherapy did not go the way I wanted to go. I'm so sorry. No, but it, but it's the reality. So thank you. Is that is that juicy? There you go. That's what I, I wanted to hear. That almost doesn't hear. count because he was schizophrenic and was talking to three or four other people in the room at the time when he asked me to marry. Yeah. And it was like, look, he thought it out really well. It was like a Vegas trip. And I mean, he had the whole thing planned out. He was going to take me shopping for the dress and whatever. And I was like, yeah, but you haven't showered in about two weeks. So I'm thinking my answer is no. Yeah. (laughs) Otherwise I'm in. That's my qualification. It's the only thing. Yeah. Yeah. And the next week he came in, honestly, and, and I don't say this to make fun of schizophrenia in any way, but just, I mean, it was it stopped me in my tracks. He came in talking to me about all of the, like the six or seven different vampires that were also in his body. So I said no to the proposal. I did, uh, but I ended up with a way better one later. Yeah, so I'm, I'm good now. I'm good. Actually, he's pretty grounded. He's an engineer. So fortunately he's not hearing voices or, or we might be in a lot of trouble because he's a pharmaceutical engineer. So yeah. That wouldn't go well. That wouldn't go well. Oh no, yeah. Uh, no, no, no. I mean, he's he's dipping. 
Yeah, no, I would not. No, I would not. Good. All right. Hey, Kelly. Um, the money mindset stuff was amazing. I know our listeners want to learn more about that. Your, your yeah. So there's two places you can find um, out more about me. More you can go to you. my website, which um, uh, as of this recording, is actually with, with the web developer and is coming out January first. New brand, new website, new everything, and that's easy. It's Kelly Ruta R U T A dot com. Or if you want to start engaging with me and my community immediately and get access to a free 60-minute training where I outline everything pretty much I talked about with you today, all you've got to do is um, visit my Facebook group, which is called the Millionaire Mindset Masters, and just ask to, to join and I'll let you in. And the training is in the file section and you can go watch that immediately. Awesome. We'll have the links in the show notes. Kelly Ruta, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, guys. I had such a blast. Me too. Oh, us too. All right. We'll catch you in a little bit. Um, Give me a punch. (laughs) Oh, my God. Right right in my right eye. That was like a little bit. Like, you were throwing that punch, uh, and Christina, you stuck your finger out just a little bit and it poked me in the eye. You're welcome. Yeah, okay. You're welcome. Here's what we're going to do next. Uh, We're going to disinfect from that story of... In disgustingness at the very end that she had to share, but I, I, woof, ah, that's some scary stuff. I, I, I would never want to be a psychotherapist. I'm like, that's the most amazing job. I had to hide like, my closet. Can, help people- can I, can I just tell you that yeah. when, okay, so in graduate school, I had to do a year. <laughs> She's back. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm going to tell you the story about coming We can't out of the keep her down, guys. So, yeah. for yeah. a year, I had to do, a, you know, an internship with schizophrenics, right? So, in Trenton, New Jersey, can I just, Setting yeah. is the setting there. Okay, okay. <laughs> enough said. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> horrible. I mean, we're from New Jersey, so yeah. we get it. We get so, it. So Trenton Psychiatric Hospital, which is no longer really functioning, was about five miles down the road, and we ended up with one of their patients in our facility. Anyway, I'm sitting down with this guy in the cafeteria, just having a regular old conversation, and all of a sudden he gets this look on his face. He jumps up from the table and lunges at me, and I'm like, holy shit. Mm -hmm. So I hop up, and I just take off, and he is chasing me around the facility. The staff had to lock me in a closet until they could sedate him because, and here's the kicker, because, totally... Because he yeah, thought I, he saw me as the driver of the ambulance from Trent Psychiatric Hospital, and he wanted to kill me. Oh my! Yep. God. He thought I was coming to take him back to the hospital. Yeah. Okay. Now, okay, go back yeah. in your closet just for a second because yeah. we got to wrap up the show. Back in the oh. That was unbelievable. But, but if you another juice, but if you another juicy one, hop back in. <laughs> So, um, all right, here's the deal. We're going to summarize what we learned. Uh, we are going to do some listener mail. Yeah. I forgot to play this last time. We've got mail. Pattern <laughs> Genius. Um, genius. <laughs> and uh, and then what else are we going to do? Oh, and then I'm going to thank our corporate uh, no, partners. Partners and other stuff. All right. So, actually, let me start off by thanking our corporate partners. Mm. So, first, <laughs> I want to thank Fundbox. That's a cash flow accelerator. Yeah. Yeah, you have a psycho. You have some psychotic person chasing you, and you're like, he's like, just give me money, and you need money. Guess we'll do fund box instantly. We'll transfer it over to you. What if you need to make a phone call? Maybe that that psycho will not like. Maybe he he he's got you pinned down, and he's like, before I kill you, I'll give you one call. Next to you, that happens all the time. Because that well, it, could, it could, and you know that call will go through. I wouldn't trust myself if I was in that situation. I wouldn't trust Verizon or forget AT and T. Yeah, yeah so you better tell them only if it's a next Eva phone. Yeah, and the beauty about it is like you're, he'll like, oh, uh, do you have it on? You're like, no, I actually have to use an IP connected phone. So it's down the hallway. Just hang here, and he's like, uh, okay, and that's when you start running. Yeah, it's an escape mm-hmm. technique. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing is receipt bank. Mm-hmm. Think about all those receipts you get from your psycho uh, killers. They don't pay. Does he send them to you? Yeah. Or does he have receipts of what <laughs> they he charge for that? Yeah. Yeah. The rubber gloves, <laughs> the aprons, the acid, the tubs. He sends it to his victim. He's in advance. In advance. Well, I'll like, do this shit for free. He's like, this this shit's expensive, <laughs> yeah. dude. Like, it's, you, know, you think this I'm is, not paying for you it. Think it goes for free. It's service to you. Yeah. So. And you're like, you know, why don't we just cancel the whole deal? He's like, okay, okay. But if he doesn't. You can scan to receipt bank. Plus, any evidence. Oh, thank mm. God. Okay, that, that went nowhere else. <laughs> that was stressful. What um, what'd you learn today, Christina? <laughs> oh, man, I've got like two and a half pages of notes. Yeah, I feel right. like Kelly and I could talk for days. Um, I love Kelly. Um, I love I, Kelly. No, seriously. Um, no, I think one of my favorite things um, is how your subconscious um, 
mind takes in more um, through emotion and yeah. Images. Oh, yeah. I exactly. Yeah. yeah, versus language and the conscious mind and how you have to to marry the two together. Because I often will, I'll try to do a power statement. I'll be like, oh, this is how I'm feeling. This is mm-hmm. how I'm doing. But it does not connect unless you put real raw emotion and and a true picture behind it. That's genius. Bingo. What'd you get? Yeah. Um. My biggest takeaway. Could you get on the microphone a little bit there? Oh yeah, yeah. sure. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> I think my biggest takeaway was that your conscious thinking only represents five percent of your thinking. Mm. That was. I think that's mind-boggling. To yeah. Me. Yeah. And can I tell you a little trick that I do? So I do this thing called mirror, mirror. So in order to like feel what I want to happen, I stand in front of the mirror and I pretend I'm making a phone call to like I usually do my sister. And I explain exactly what happened, like, you know, so of what you want to happen. Yes, yes, yeah. Oh my god! And so, like, I and then when you're looking at yourself, it's almost it's like brilliant visual example, and you start to feel it, and you do it over and over, and it it like it kind of gets into who you are. Wow! So Kelly, I don't know if you're a fan of corn cob pipes, but stick that one in your corn cob (laughs) pipe and smoke it. What What do you think about that, Kel? I think that's brilliant, and that's actually what the basis of doing things like role play yeah. is. Role playing is for that very reason. So I think it's brilliant that you do that, and you might, if you were to sneak in my house later, you might catch me doing yeah. that. No. Yeah, I'm telling you, it works. But if it you sneak works. in her house, yeah. she will kill you because you're a psycho. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <Kelsey> <laughs> I know hey, can I also tell you that exact same thing happened to me where I, so I used to be a social worker. And I was. That's my training. <laughs> yeah. And so the woman was a schizophrenic. She was like wandering around the streets homeless. Um, and the sheriff brought her in, and it happened to be me interviewing her. And I don't know what I said, but I triggered something. Yeah. And it was the same exact thing happened where something switched in her eyes, and all of a sudden she yep. started to get up. And I was closer to the door, so I started running immediately, and she started running after me. And thankfully, we had a security guard at the end of the hallway. Yeah. So he saw me coming and he intersected her and then we have like a, a car to get into our staff quarters so I was able to get on the other side of the door but literally exact same thing happened. Did you say intersected? I'm going to bang you <laughs> Intercepted. Oh. Intercepted. Oh. Plus scalpel slowly take her apart. I got Touché. you. Touché. Kelly, got she, you. she gets him all the time. He had to stick that way. I use the wrong words all the time and like, Kelsey will not release. She's like a oh like one gosh. of those German hunting hounds. They clamp down on you. She likes to make hybrid words all the time. I do. I do. I kind of do. Um, my takeaway was inner critic, uh, that the ego is there specifically to maintain status quo. Mm. And it's not this arrogance component, even though that's a colloquialism we use now. It's really about maintaining the status quo, even if the status quo is not what we you know desire, even if it sucks. Um, okay, that was our takeaways. We want to know your takeaways, listener. Also, oh shoot, we gotta go fast. Uh, I know we got another interview to do. So Brian, I'm sure is is uh, he's on it. Yeah, he, he's kind of blocking and tackling for us. So real quick, I know we had some uh, listener mail come in. Yep, real quick. Um, she said, "Hold on, wait, wait, wait. Here's oh. that. Got we got time. Okay. We have time for this. Time for that. We got to, yeah. <laughs> no, no one could hear that. I gotta do it again. You got mail." <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, this comes from Kylie. She says, I have set up my cap percentage and my tap percentage. I understand the 10th and the 25th of each month. My question is, mm. let's say my profit is set at 5%, so I take 5% of income on the 10th and the 25th of each month, or 2.5% to make a total of 5% for okay. the month. Kylie, great question. And yeah. the answer simply is, once you set your percentage... That is your percentage for every time you take the money out. So say you say it's going to be 10%. It's not 10% over the month. It's 10% of every transaction. The reason is there's volatility in your income. You don't necessarily make the exact same amount every single period. So we just take the same percentage and it addresses the automatic volatility. Say this week you take in $1,000 and you're going to dedicate 10% to profit. 100 goes in. Say two weeks from now, $2,000 comes in. That means it's $200. Next week, $500 comes in. Well, that's now $50. So it's the same percentage. Do not divide or diminish the dollar amount. All right, Christina, you can take us out now. Yep, that's it. Leave us a comment on Stitcher, any podcast you use, iTunes, Google Play, and, of course, ProfitFirstPodcast.com. And then I also want you to go over to the new and improved ProfitFirstProfessionals.com. Yeah. Do you want to explain what that is, Kels? <laughs> I saw you putting something in your mouth. You're starting I knew to, it. You're eating out. It. You're like, okay, I don't have to talk anymore. Do you want to share what it is? Yeah, it's a brilliant website with all kinds of new things that you can get there. <laughs> like what? 
Um, like a, a cool power pack filled with things about Profit First. Yeah, so if you're interested in driving profitably in your business, we started this organization that, shockingly, I think Kelsey works here, but maybe doesn't know what we do. Uh, we, oh, that's what you wanted me to get at? That's your stick. I know it is my stick. I want you to take it. So we help drive profitability in your business. But it is true. Kelsey was telling the truth. We set up a brand new website. We have now a power pack mm-hmm. for free. So once you, I think we call it the Profit Power Pack. Yeah. Once you have read some of the book, now you can get all these supplemental materials that help you drive profitably in your business. And then when you're ready to go to the highest level, mm, that's when you hire a Profit First professional. We have hundreds of members actually throughout the globe. We're just about, we're very close to having an Australian location permanently now. Well, we have a permanent location in the Netherlands, throughout the US, of course. And these are people, they're independent business owners, accounts, bookkeepers, and coaches who drive profitably in your business. They're certified in the Profit First method. I've personally worked with many members. I've taught our team here. We have guides that bring them up to speed. We got a lot going on so they can bring you to the highest levels of profitability. If you're serious about profit and you want a coach to guide you through the entire process, we have them. They're called Profit First Professionals. So go to ProfitFirstProfessionals.com now, click on Find, and we'll hook you up. Okay, now I'm done. Any other comments from you two? That's it. That's it? Good. Okay, <laughs> we're out of here. Thanks, everybody. See you. Bye. See you, Kelly. Pitney Bowes is the industry leader in mailing and shipping solutions. No matter what you send or how often, Pitney Bowes has the solution that precisely fits your needs. Weigh, print, mail, and save. You and your business will save time and money when you print postage. And you won't need to wait in line at the post office anymore. You know what I'm talking about? You also won't need to worry about putting the correct amount of postage on the letter or package you're sending. Happened on January 21st. USPS mailing and shipping costs went up again. But you'll save three cents per letter with a Pitney Bowes solution. These discounts are not available at the post office. Beat the increase. Don't stand for it, my friends. Whether you're sending a letter or a package, you'll be paying less and saving money if you're using a Pitney Bowes sending solution. Plans start at just five bucks a month. For our listeners, Pitney Bowes is also offering a free trial. Ha ha! So you're sure to find the solution that's right for you and your business. Now here's the deal. You got to take one simple action. Go to their website. But go to the website with Profit First in it. It's pb.com forward slash Profit First. And there you'll learn more and you can try the system for free. Now don't forget, terms apply and you got to see the site for details. But go right now to pb.com slash profit first and uh, we thank them for sponsoring the podcast